the USFL gambling podcast championship game, freedom cup picks on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet. Get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already played fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. the USFL gambling podcast championship freedom cup picks here. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> I might've went out into a picks last week. But, but, uh, this guy, I think went one and one I think he went one and one. Give it up for the DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living the free lock, giving farmer, farmer, her the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man. I mean, there are those who say that the fun has gone out of football, that it's become too predictable. For them, let me present 30 seconds of football, USFL style. The USFL, where football is still a game. It is. It is uh, not predictable because I went 0 and 2 last week, and uh, yeah, I mean, what a season! It wouldn't be a USFL season without the Philadelphia Stars in the championship. We've had four USFL seasons get to the championship game. The stars have been in the championship game. Every single one of them. They're like the crazy. They're like the Celtics of the Lakers. I don't know. Well, well, <laughs> they're, they're just dominating. I know you were on vacation in Maine charter fishing, but uh, 
I mean, are, were you shocked to see the stars pull off the upset? Yeah, I was, I was shocked to see how well the defense played. And I was kind of shocked that Mike Riley, our guy got thoroughly out coached. I'd say so uh, give all the credit in the world to the Philadelphia stars. They had a excellent game plan. They executed and uh, they made one more big play that punt return with two minutes left. that put them over the top. I thought it was a, a fantastic game by them, especially their defense. And now they have a chance to win it all. Dude, that, that like Mike Riley, first off, never, they never had an offensive pace to me, right? Flow or, rhythm. Yeah. yeah right. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Not pace like rhythm. Um, and uh, the stars run defense really showed up. They were hard hitting, not only on the run game, but in the pass game too. And they were all year. They've been making turnovers. So yeah, that continued on with some big turnovers and uh, case cookies, uh, but come on to, to, to limit them to 14 points to, to shut out New Jersey in the first half. And you said the run defense, the stars had the worst run defense in the whole league coming into to the playoffs. And they just gave up 106 yards on the ground, only 3.5 yards per attempt. Yeah. Uh, and they forced the three turnovers that you mentioned. So the defense played lights out. Yeah. They were getting after it. Uh, I thought it should have only been two turnovers, but uh, still a good job. I thought they were the better team. Surprised Mike Riley went with the two quarterback system. Thought that hurt the flow of the game. The count, you know, you called it. Yeah, I you called it. You said that that was a potential issue, and, and sure enough, it was. Uh, and I also I don't understand why Cavante Turpin didn't touch the ball much until that punt return. Like right. you got to find ways to get him the ball. I don't care if it's jet. I mean, they had done a great year all year of of reverses, jet sweeps. Uh, I, I feel like you got to get him the ball. Some wide receiver screens, whatever you got to do to get him the ball. Definitely. Hands down. And uh, you saw him. He almost won him the game still with that punt return in the fourth quarter. So yeah, he basically said, look, if you're not going to give me the ball on offense, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and make a play, you know, any way I can. And and that was a big punt return. Uh, he was, you know, but, but Philly just matched that. And then, you know, that was the difference in the game, but cook is played solid. You know, his stats aren't going to wow you just 133 yards and an interception, but he did have some, some big time scrambles, including a rushing touchdown. Uh, he played good enough for the win. Um, that was yeah, the best think, game uh, all year. Say what? That was the best game to watch all year. In my opinion, had to be up there, had to be up there. Definitely. Uh, I, I do think uh Colburn got hurt. I think he's out. So that, you know, he was, he kind of had that nagging injury coming into the game. Uh, he played what about a half or so, but did not come back. So that could, that could affect him here in the uh, freedom cup. That could, that really could. And in the other game we had, man, the breakers were up seven, nothing. I was feeling good when they went down on the first drive and scored and that pick six, I, I was watching it with Patty seat. I just said, right when you, th- right when uh, see Slaughter should have took the sack, he tried to, 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 to do too much. His arm it's been his downfall hit. all year. Yeah. His arm gets hit as he's throwing. So the ball just like moon rockets up into the air and uh, uh, a linebacker. Uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. He's all Gates. Yeah. He took it back Demarcus to the house. Gates. The minute that happened that I knew that the, the game was over. I mean, I, I know I don't have stats for the USFL, but I know in the NFL, 
Um, I believe it's like when a pick six happens, your chances of winning go up by like 97, almost 98%. And I think in college football, when a pick six happens, it goes up like 89%. So uh, when that, it's classic Birmingham. Yeah. You know, they just find ways to win. So yeah, they had the 71 yard interception return for touchdown. Don't forget the 90 yard kick return for touchdown. And sure enough, they win by 14. Yeah. You know, and the, the time of possession was equal. The breakers put up a hundred more yards. The, the breakers averaged 6.4 yards per play to just 5.2 for Birmingham. Uh, the stallions give up over 300 in the air, but they win the turnover battle to nothing and they get a big kick return. You know, uh, it, they're, yeah, they, they're, that's what 10 wins. They're 10 and one basically on the year. And they just find different ways to win. Even though if you look at like the stat sheet, everything else is, is pretty equal. Yeah. And Kyle Slaughter sitting there saying, sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Uh, Also one more thing. Jamar Smith probably had his best game in a while. Uh, 17 of 27 for 190 and touchdown. Also chipping in with his uh, wheels, seven rushes for 48 yards and a touchdown. They definitely needed Jamar Smith to step up after a couple, you know, lackluster performances. I agree. So now freedom cup this Sunday, July 3rd, uh, we have the Birmingham stallions and the Philadelphia stars. And I'm curious what you think of this line. The stallions are minus four and a half. Uh, the over unders at 45, the money line play for uh, both teams. So the Steins are minus two Oh five. The stars are plus one seventy five. Let's get to it, buddy. Year one in the books, freedom cup, first freedom cup since 86. What are you doing here? Well, first off, they did play in week five in a game where the stallions won 30 to 17. It was Cookus's second start. And uh, Birmingham really just dominated that game. They they crushed in time of possession. They ran seventy five plays to just forty nine for uh, Philly. Uh, One hundred fifty five rushing yards to just sixty two. That was you know a dominating game where the Stallions didn't need a trick play or a defensive touchdown. They were just clearly the better team in Week Five. But I'd say a lot has transpired since then. Yeah, I mean, I think Cook is 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 on another level right now, and I actually was making this case with Patty C. I think he's he puts more stress on a defense than Brian Scott, and I think for that reason alone, Philadelphia actually is a better team. Before they were so pass happy, now they're yeah. still a little pass happy, but Case Cookus's legs have been an X factor the past couple weeks, really. Like from the eighty yard touchdown run to last week's. You know, touchdown run. He was the leading rusher on the team last year or last week. I'm sorry, not last year. Um, and I think that that stresses the defense out some. And he's gotten more comfortable in this offense from a throwing standpoint, also f- from a running standpoint, on tucking it down. And I think by him having that success on the ground, he's kind of become a two dimensional quarterback. Um, and by all accounts, he's a great teammate. He's a terrific leader. Uh, the team has rallied around him definitely because I kind of thought they were a little phony at the yeah. midway point of the season. Um, I think you kind of know what to expect from the offense. I guess the question is, can that defense have a similar performance two weeks in a row? 
and if you're not subscribed to the college football experience, where we're breaking down all 131 teams on the college football experience, uh, getting ready for the season over there, me, Patty C and NC Nick, we were talking Bowling Green football and we keyed in on a, an old player, Martin Bayless, who's part of this defensive staff here with Philadelphia and man, were they ready? I was really impressed with the, how aggressive they were. Um, and I think I'm going to take the stars plus four and a half and hate to tell you this, buddy. I'm taking it on the money line too, plus plus one seventy five, And I do lean over on the 45. Uh, what are you doing here, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, check, check, check. I think uh, I'm not uh, doing a microphone check. I'm uh, I'm agreeing with you on all three things. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're we're foolish not to at least take Birmingham money line because look, they are ten and one, and the game they lost, they probably really didn't care. Uh, so no matter what, they find a way to win. But I just think momentum is with the stars. I think they have just something about them now. And what a confidence booster that must have been to go ahead and beat the generals. And you know, wh- why can't the defense do it again? I think the general's offense was just as good as Birmingham's uh, Birmingham has kind of, you know, forgot about um, Victor Bolden a little bit. Uh, and Jamar Smith is up and down. He, he was up last week. Can he be up two weeks in a row? And this, so um, the stars seem to I, be yeah, this t- the stars seem to be this team that like, okay, they lost Brian Scott. They're going to rally. They lost Evan Worthington. They're starting safety. They're going to find guys that like, I feel like all year they've had guys dinged up uh, whether it was Paul Terry. Remember he was injured. Then they would turn to Colburn. Now Colburn's injured. It's Darnell Holland's t- turn. And and I feel like that next man up mentality is going to bring them, uh, bring them home to freedom cup. Yeah. And I guess the last thing you can argue, you know, Birmingham, even though they played really good last week, they did have the benefit of home field advantage throughout the regular season, which they do not in Canton. Um, so I, you know, I think that my, my favorite play is to go ahead and take the points, but uh, a little sprinkle on the money line makes sense. And, uh, I do think this is going to go over as well. You know, I thought the stars generals was going over. I was wrong there because of that stars defense just played such good, uh, you know, so well, but Birmingham's going to get theirs on offense. I'd be surprised if both teams weren't in the twenties in this game. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up that over as well. I think we unfortunately agree on all accounts. Oh man, that means we're definitely gonna be wrong. Stallions are gonna win by thirty. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, look. it'll be yeah. thirty. It'll, it'll be thirty to nothing. So the under will, will uh, hit too, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Case Cookus gets knocked down. KJ Costello plays. I don't know. Um, Who's your MVP? MVP of the game yeah. is going to be. I think it's going to be Case Cocus. I think that's the, that's he's, a, he's, a, he's look. He's a guy of destiny. All right. I want. I almost said uh, Darius Holland, but uh, I'm sorry, Darnell Holland. Um, but uh, I think Cocus at the end of the day is going to do enough. Uh, maybe he might have another rushing touchdown this game. Going to call it right yeah. there. Yeah. You know? So who you got? Same thing, man. I think it makes sense. You know, because especially with the Philadelphia offense, like they have. So they spread the ball around big time. So usually they don't have one receiver go off. I mean, they got Sewell and Overton and gray, uh, Maurice Alexander. It, it, yeah. 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 And you know, so I think they're going to spread the ball around and you know what, what that means is that really the only person that's going to stand out is a quarterback is Cookus, And uh, it'd be a fun story for, for MVP of the freedom cup. So yeah, why not case Cookus? 
There we go. Well, thanks for rocking with us this year and make sure you check out our DFS episode as we uh, preview the freedom cup from a DFS point of view, give away lineups that have made some solid cash this year. So uh, USFL also has already said they'll be back next year and they'll be playing at the um, different stadiums, not just in Birmingham. Yeah, I hope. I hope uh, they they said year three they want to expand, but this is a success. Trust the process, people. Moose Johnson doing a great job. I knew that's right. I knew fullbacks would bring us back to, to, to <laughs> football. You know what I mean? Shout out to the fullback position and uh, Daryl Moose Johnson. What a great year one. We're both on the stars on the money line plus the points, and we're on the over. Enjoy. Uh, have a happy Fourth of July to everyone out there listening to this. Uh, we, we thank you so much. Uh, the fact that we get to do this for, for, for cash is, is, uh, is, is amazing, you know, and might and not, it might not be much, but you know, we do it for the love as well. Exactly. <laughs> just like Moose Johnson. You think he, I mean, he could have just been retired and so he said, no, right. I'm creating a football league. So uh, shout out to, uh, to everyone out there. And I uh, hope you have a great 4th of July with your family and, and friends and uh, have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the freedom cup. All right, folks, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. So away.